welcome to today's episode of musings with jesus my name is shola i'm your host thank you for joining me i hope you're well i hope all is good with you in your world and um, i woke up this morning feeling a little bit strange and um, i'm not really sure why but i i think i sort of like have a feeling certain things that God or the scripture or the word of God advises us against and we don't really understand why or rather we misunderstand what those things are for so over the weekend I had a number of conversations so let me backtrack a bit during the book I was reading during the weekend or during just at the end of the week or a couple of days ago I was reading a chapter talking about silence and solitude and how that is one of the ways in which we can worship God. Now, I would I have known that solitude is a way in which you know you can it, it's part of spiritual growth and formation because I have been recently studying and reflecting how Jesus used to separate himself away from people to find very quiet places to pay, pray. He would go into the wilderness, he'd go into mountain tops. I mean he wouldn't just like go into a room somewhere or the back of the house, he would leave the area where people live like leave the settlements and go into places in fact there was even a time they said he i think he entered a boat and crossed <laughs> to another side you know something like that so he went to great extent to find quiet spaces where he could talk to god and you know just hear from god as well so i have been i have known about um this whole thing about going to quiet places in fact we have done a musing on it I think a week ago, about six, seven episodes back, we have something called Quiet Spaces, um, which you can check out. And it's really, really um, lovely. But, so this um, chapter I was reading was talking about, and I mean a book written by a Christian author, author not the Bible, was talking about silence. And then, you know, there's this thing that has been happening to me. So the book was talking about silence and solitude. So not just being in a quiet place, but just being silent, being still, being quiet, not saying anything, and communing with God in your heart. So you're not even you're not even praying aloud. You know what I'm saying? And that was a bit um, different for me because when I'm in those quiet spaces, truly most of the time I pray in my heart, but I didn't see it as something that was spiritual i just thought it was my own natural preference but anyway so that i don't digress too much now i've noticed a trend about me which is that i don't go out very often i've been living a very solitary life over the pandemic and even before that then i've always been kind of um um quiet and secluded but it's been it's been uh, much more during the pandemic but i noticed that since we've started going out now the lockdown not too much but at least a bit more than before i noticed that two or three outings that i had i found out that i was the most talkative person i said a whole lot i was loud you know i said a lot of things that i later felt i shouldn't have said it happened again to me yesterday and i would how i would know is by the time i would come back in fact in this case I think I said something and I myself knew that I had 
I had said what I more than I should have said I should have you know and I would just be like how is it possible that I spend all this time with God and reading the Bible and studying the Bible and then I come out the first opportunity I have to interact with people I'm not I'm not even talking Jesus I'm not you know I'm just talking about things going on you know having what we call a Nigeria existence session and then it dawned on me that It just made me realize that there's there's something to be I have not been first of all there's something to be said about being quiet and making deliberate e- efforts not to be you know the loudest person in the room and hear me I'm not usually that kind of person so this is gathering among friends but somehow I find that when I go out I sort of like slip into this extroverted version of myself where I'm you know particularly with certain people in certain context and then you know and i can be very you know animated when i want to be but then it then moves you into a territory where you are talking let's just say that i have become someone that i not really sure people enjoy it when they're around that personality but it's not a christ-centered personality i wasn't aware of it before in fact people liked it because they oh she's she's so oh she's so down to earth she saw this she saw that but when I come out, like yesterday when it happened, I got a check in my spirit and I'm left with this sort of like spiritual sadness where I'm like, oh no, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have, you know. And then I come back into my my quiet self when I come back home. Into my, let me, centered self, let me put it that way. So I realized that a lot of people around me, even in my spaces, I have not been modern in Christ. The Shola at home, at home I am more spiritual than I am outside out there I don't think people see that Christ in me and I don't want to fake it so clearly there's a lot there's work that needs to be done so that even without my thinking I will not you know move into that thing and the scripture that I was still trying to make sense of all of that but the scripture that God then brought to me, you know, overnight while I was reflecting was, I think it's Ephesians 4.24 that says, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth, but that which is useful to edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And this is the thing. And you know, this is these are the things that make me know that I have been a backsliding Christian for many years while being active busy and prominent in church circles because these were things that i knew this particular scripture the reason why my brain can even sort of attempt to you know quote it um, off head is because there was a time i was living by that verse where i was conscious of making sure that I do not lend my tongue to the devil and start saying things. And it's very subtle things. So when I talk about this thing, like yesterday, what happened was I had conversations with with a young girl and a, a friend. And everything was just, you know, talk I won't use it wasn't wasn't gossip, but just, you know, things about negative stories, you know, about things going on. I didn't mention I mean, you, you don't even have to turn every conversation into a conversation about Christ. But what I'm saying is that even in talking about those situations, I was giving my worldly perspective. I wasn't 
giving a Christ-centered perspective. You know, I was saying things coming, I was speaking 100% from the flesh. You know, I wasn't talking, you know, I wasn't giving a reasoned Christian um, perspective. And this I look back at it, the young girl was soaking up everything I was saying. And she's at a stage in her life when she's about to, you know, she, she sees me as someone who is so much experienced. In fact, she's come to me for advice before, you know, and many and what i found if you're if you're a woman listening you know this you know women rarely ever they don't we don't have as many role models so whenever we see people that we admire they just lock it onto you i mean i mean me i have a lot of women young girls who come to me and be like oh they've been following me for like years and i'm like oh really i didn't even know you know and you're just you don't know but you are being people are role modeling against you just simply because they're just really looking for someone that they can say okay this is the standard you know and sometimes it's even people that don't know them and you know they don't really know so when you have or you're in that kind of position where you are a role model whether you deliberately made it to be so or not it's part of my christian ministry to be more thoughtful about how i come across and the fact that okay yes i'm not a bad person and everything is still my words are more powerful i mean they're very powerful you know what i'm saying so i just realized that you know it happened to me i attended one dinner when i came back home i was like who was that person that was at that dinner in fact the only function that i attended where it didn't happen was one that was set up by somebody who was very spiritual and there was christian music playing in the background throughout now that i think about it so i was myself i was my calm spiritual self without making any attempt to do so i laughed i cracked jokes i interacted but i didn't lose myself but in those other settings i have a tendency to lose myself and this is me just coming to that self-awareness about myself it's happened you know i noticed it over and over you know so it means that i'm someone who can actually be influenced by the environment that i find myself which is not really the way i like to think of myself and um i've always seen myself as somebody who is independent minded and all that and anyone who knows me that is listening to this would be like um how can you say this about yourself because most people see me as oh she does what she wants she's you know and, and i'm not really a conformist i don't really follow what people do i mean even if, if you meet me you get that vibe very strongly i have short hair it's natural i twist it i don't really do a lot of stuff that people i'm 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 concerned about i mean my appearance but not as obviously as you would expect and things like that and i have my own sense of style and you know and all that so i look very independent and all that but in in i mean the evidence of the shows that when i i'm in a place where i'm comfortable and it's not at home let's just say that there's a persona of me that just springs out and it, it's not necessary that persona and this is the funny thing the persona doesn't even actually reflect who i really am because although it well i'm sort of still like that person because I, let's just say it doesn't it, it doesn't show the full story it doesn't show the full story so that person that jumps out you could live with me for a, a whole year and not see that persona and which is why you know so where it it comes from you know i, I myself I'm, I'm really really you know it's happened to me now that i think about it many many times many times in social settings not not in particularly when i'm with people that i'm comfortable with 
you know so that that is a major problem and those people there are people who are comfortable with but they're not necessarily at the same level of christian consecration that i am you know so i don't think the solution is to you know not be in those spaces i think the problem is me the problem is me the problem is me not realizing that every interaction is an opportunity to to center you know god and to make sure that the things that the devil is trying to do in the lives of people i do not lend my voice to make it easier for him to do those things and that sometimes even when people are going through things and i have a fleshly <clears throat> perspective on it i have a fiduciary responsibility a spiritual responsibility to make sure that i do not allow that fleshly perspective to come through but I rather at that point even if i cannot find anything um positive and virtuous or righteous or christ-centered or gospel driven or wisdom guided to say at that point even i should suspend my spiritual i mean my fleshly judgment and not offer it because at that point whatever i say it's what i have said i mean god even tells us that we are going to account for every idle word that we have said so i just realized that i think i have that whole bridle your tongue thing I have allowed myself to really run riots in that area. I haven't bridled my tongue in the way that I should have. Now, again, I say this. People who know me would say, Shola, how can you be saying this? So, yes, I'm not a careless talker. I don't talk anyhow. I don't. But what I'm saying is that in those moments where I speak, in those quiet spaces, two or three people, I need to be more careful about whether I'm lending my tongue to the Lord or lending it to the enemy. You know, it's just that because... For instance, like I said, the conversation I had yesterday, which really got me upset as I got into the car, I just came out of it and I realized that everything I said there, that was just the flesh speaking. And in fact, I have given the devil, I mean, you know, so someone was going through a situation, you know, and all of what I was, all of my, I, I, I just, everything I was saying was purely from the flesh. Although sounding very right, you know what I'm saying, but it wasn't, I could have had i could have advised that i could have spoken in a different way and i know better i know that what i was saying i mean on reflection i now realize that what i said was not helpful to that person what i needed to tell the person was that you know what this situation is really messed up yes you're right but what you need to do at this time is just to be wise and don't allow it to you know overcome you focus on what you need to do know that this is temporary begin to walk your escape route out of it but don't let it get to you and you need to now make sure that those things that you know that are going to irritate the situation don't do it you know stay out of trouble and just continue to pray and ask god for wisdom and you know and, and all of that so this is really about this is not an ideal situation but do what you need to do to get through it at least in a godly way and not to make it worse for yourself rather than saying that it should have been just the what she I, and i believe that's what she really needed because i have been in the kind of situation my 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 words a little bit more i i should have been more mindful but i think it's good that i'm um you know the holy spirit has made me more aware of this because i don't want to be two different people you know this double persona i have to i have to do something about it and 
this is where you know when someone mentioned i talked in my last meeting about practicing dualism i didn't realize that it was this deep god had just made me realize that i, I actually had two life streams working um, and um, I, I don't know I just don't know and it's not like and, and this is the thing about you know the, sort, the subtlety of spiritual things because on the face of it I'm still the same person and it's not as if I'm it's just that I'm not so I'm learning all of this thing in spiritual and it's not reflecting on how I relate you know the counsel that I'm giving people in everyday life. So when people come to me for Christian, you know, there shouldn't be anything like Christian counsel and secular counsel. You counsel everybody according to the values and the ethics that you believe in. And in my mind, I have had the, you know, the how would I say the common sense approach to things um, based on my own world lens, and then the spiritual side. So sometimes I dip into that spiritual side when I I am when I feel it's necessary to do so. But otherwise, I will use the common sense approach, which sometimes may not be helpful, for, particularly for people facing life challenges. And that's one aspect. But number two, I think it's just about being more conscious. So sometimes I, I like many times when people come to me for professional counseling, I, I, I do, I, I just come across with what I believe, which is you know Christian ethics and all that. I think that shines through. But I think it's those unguarded moments. You know, when it's not clearly a counseling session, we are just talking. So I just give my views and I just say those things. You know, and those views may be and, and I have some very radical views. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. I, I, I maybe that's really the thing. I have some very radical views which are not necessarily moderated by you know, there are views that I just have. I have those views. So there's there's something about giving a perspective that is not is not guided and and I don't mean you know because again I see some Christians doing that hypocritical thing where they're just regurgitating scripture for things whether it's relevant or not and they're not talking to people's context. I think I shied away from living that kind of life, which is why I tend to I always say I keep things real. So I think that's good, and I don't think God wants me to change that. I think it's that just being more intentional about. Be more, be more, you know. In fact, that scripture that we read um, captures it well because it says, Don't allow corrupt communication to come out of your mouth, but use only that that will minister grace unto you that is useful to edifying. So, a lot of what I said yesterday in that conversation wasn't edifying, rather, it's sort of thing that will create fear in the hearts of the people that I was speaking to. But that wasn't my intention, but I was just, you know, I wasn't being mindful of the fact that. This is an impressionable mind. These, in fact, the two of them are impressionable. One more impressionable than the other. I mean, if you are having a conversation with somebody at a certain level of maturity and experience, perhaps, you know. But for these people, these are impressionable minds. These are people who really need help with what they're dealing with. They don't need the, you know, they don't need this. They need something different. So, and that's what Jesus is saying there. He's not saying don't be real. You know, certain things are really they can be very. You know, you can have your views about them, but don't allow yourself to be used as a vessel of miscommunication or evil speaking or a tool of corruption in the hands of the enemy and I think I have been certain times I think I have also and I'm also not mindful of how 
certain things create a persona for me that is not necessarily the kind of way i want to be represented because it's just showing these are people that only see maybe you have 30 minutes of conversation with them out of your entire life is that really the is that that 30 minutes is that really i mean is that the best use of that time from a spiritual perspective if knowing that my life is a a a vessel of honor and i'm supposed to be a light of the world that 30 minutes and i don't mean bring out your bible and start speaking i mean even in the context of whatever it is we're speaking about use it that's what jesus did he would use it with the woman at the well in samaria they were talking about drawing water he yes he said he he quickly interspersed it with scripture and he had he was able to hold the conversation but he was you know he it would always be on his own terms on 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 gospel terms on christ-centered terms you know and the important thing, after it happens, you know, the Holy Spirit checks me and then I am left with this, oh God, I'm like, oh my goodness, shall I? So now, but this is the first time I think I'm getting clarity as to what's really happening. So I think now when I go out, I need to be more careful. And I think I just, there's a whole lot more work that I need to do with myself in terms of what my Christian, who I am my and, and who I want to be. Um, because I think there's a bit of confusion there and um, I shouldn't be two people I shouldn't have two personas I actually have two personas I should I should actually have and I've, and I've had it for a long time I have to merge the two and the, the personas they, they have points of similarity but they have points of differences and I slip into it it's, it's almost become and I'm saying this, this is, sounds so bad, but it's it's the truth. So some people only see one. Very few people see both. I can't even think of anybody who has seen both. Really. Most people have only seen one. And they, I, they would swear that this is the entire person that I am. Very few people have seen both. So God is going to help me to merge and evolve a Christ-centered personality and no more practice of dualism no more double persona anybody that meets me meets all of me the Christ-centered me we're still forging it in many ways it's like I've just given my life to Christ afresh you know and God is really showing me things it's amazing because these are things that I've never really looked at myself it's, um, this is this is real spiritual therapy because I'm discovering things about myself that I didn't know, and um, I'm glad that God is giving me the opportunity to discover this now. While we can still together make a change about it, it would have been shocking to hear this on the judgment day, or the you know, and God is telling me all of this. I'm like, oh my God, really? <laughs> you know, I would have been really shocked. I would have been, but it's true. Every you know, everything I'm saying, I, and I have to listen to this over again because I have said some things here that I if someone had told me I was like this I would I would, I would, I would argue I'd be like what the hell are you talking about and a lot of people would argue with them on my behalf as well because one feedback I keep getting all the time is down to earth keeping it real and it's true I am that kind of person but I also am not there are sides of me that some people don't see and like I said there are two distinct sides and most people get to see one they don't see the other so they'll be a bit confused there's some things that 
like there's some decisions I'm making. You know, it's just confusing because they're too, they're totally different. They're totally different. They're totally different. And it's, it's only God that will help me. I mean, I have. I think my, what I would do is be more intentional about stamping down, not allowing, particularly in when I'm in company of people, not allowing my, not lending my tongue to the devil. You know, and James talks about this. The book of James talks about this in, in the context of self mastery that the tongue is a fire that no man can tame. Is the truth. Because you know those things, you, you just those conversations just come up, and you just your brain just starts. It's almost like somebody just a switch just goes off. You've said it before you even realize what you want to say. But what I also don't want is to be a hypocritical person. So what I'm praying and I'm asking God to do is that God changes me. So I, so so I don't think it's it's just like how I do these musings. I am open and vulnerable about how I feel and how things make me feel. Then I also say, but this is God's perspective on this. So maybe that's really what I should be more mindful about doing, about doing. Sharing what the flesh or how I feel, how one's feelings are about this thing. But then also saying, but that this is the wise thing to do. Then you nuance it, you know, with the wisdom of God. So that way you've, you've done, you've not, you're not shutting down on your feelings or your emotions about things, but you're recognizing that those feelings are limited and that God's way is actually better and that his perspective, this is the wise thing to do because ultimately this will help us, you know. So, yeah, so I think that's that's the balance that is missing. So most of the times in those contexts, I just go straight to my feelings and then I, I, I don't nuance it with the wisdom of God. In some contexts, I just go straight to the wisdom of God. I may or may not talk about the feelings. So depending on how I handle the conversation, people either see, you know, the, the non-Christ side and the Christian side. God wants me to season my conversation with the salt of the word of God at all times. And, you know, so I think he will help me find that balance. Even as I'm speaking, I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to understand how that can be possible. But my guiding scripture on this is, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth, but that which is useful to edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And I think what I will start doing, every time I'm going out, of my house or even when I wake up every morning this is a prayer that I will just pray just so that before I fall into that trap God will hold me and after a while it will become my way of doing things and I will begin to evolve, evolve a unified Christ-centered gospel-centered personality where I still continue to keep it real and I'm open about my vulnerabilities but that I also still find a way to communicate that which God has been saying to me, he has been doing to me, and what I know to be true from my experience of him, and not just how I'm feeling in the, my knee-jerk reaction to what is being said or what we're talking about. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing that to a wonderful close for us and for me personally. I'm so grateful. So thank you very much, everyone, for listening. I feel better now after having done this musing. I feel much better. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I feel much better. Maybe that's why I was even feeling a bit iffy yesterday because I missed the recording. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening and um, please, whatever it is you may be going through, just talk to the Lord about it. All you may just need to say is, God help me. That's more than enough. God help me. God save me. God deliver me. God show me. God keep me. God protect me. But if you can't even remember all of that, just ask for his help. He's always there to help. 
thank you so much for listening god bless you stay lifted have a wonderful